Welcome everyone. You are listening to the I Am a Spartan podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show. It will probably suck. <laughs> Scott the Fane Knowles and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR podcast. On this episode I have a representative from the Platinum Rig Obstacle Relay Race that's going to tell us about their world championship race that's going to be on August the 1st and the 2nd. You definitely want to check this race out but here is Ellen DeMay that's going to tell us all about it. Ellen DeMay how are you doing today? Hi Scott I'm pretty good thank you. So Helen is here to tell us about the uh she is representing the platinum rig obstacle relay race that's going to have a world championship event in the usa on august 1st and 2nd is that correct correct well before we get into that ellen tell us a little bit about yourself let all my listeners know what kind of a badass you are athlete i do uh i've done a lot of obstacle course racing mainly in 2014 i went crazy too many races too many podiums uh, i fell in love with uh, that dimension but before and after that uh i'm an ultra very ultra extra trail runner so i run very long distance like uh 200 miles 500 miles so my longest race was a 551 mile it was called the infinitus in uh the green mountain in vermont that's that race that's that race that has the really cool medals with the skeletons uh crawling on the ground yes it is made uh made by the engine society so that's the logo of the the engine society i know that's i totally cool. want to get one of those medals one day <laughs> you gotta come <laughs> And I think I read on your website, too, that you also came down here to South and ran across Florida. Is that right? Yes. Uh, I did a self-supported event as well, uh, meaning it was uh, I ran across Florida from uh, the um, east, east to west, sorry, so the Gulf of Mexico to the Atlantic. Wow. It was, uh, it's called the Cross Florida Individual Time Trial. This is actually a challenge put up by uh mountain bikers and one year just for fun i think a friend who's a runner said hey you open the events to runners he was actually making a joke but <laughs> the organizer says hmm, why not so they opened it we were three crazy runners to show up and i did that <laughs> do you remember how long it took you to do that four days wow 11 uh 111 hours, something like that, four days and something. And you said it was self-supported, so you had to carry, like, all your water and food and stuff? Yep. Wow. Whatever I needed, if I needed to crash somewhere, I, need, I had to find somewhere beside the road or oh, that's in crazy. the bushes to crash. Yep. So how did you become, you know, part of the uh, representative for the Platinum Rig? So I met them when I was... Full, uh, full speed in obstacle course racing in 2014 and they were obviously uh, impressed by my performances so uh, they started to sponsor me and since we're it's like a more love story <laughs> they became friends and so I'm still a sponsored athlete uh, with them and I just love what they do so I'm here to help them vice versa they, they, they encourage me they follow me on, on my crazy adventures Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about the event that's coming to the U.S. So that's a pretty cool event because uh, in the world of obstacle course racing, it's it's very new, it's very innovative. Um, people are used to longer course, even shorter course, but there's still a lot of running, a lot of mud right. uh, and mountains, whereas this one is obstacle-oriented. So the main event, and is a 20 uh, world championship. We started last year in Canada. It was a blast. It was a success. So, of course, the, uh, 
this upcoming year will be another one in Canada, but then, uh, you know, the popular, the uh, rep up pretty fast and U.S. is like, hey, we want one too. <laughs> so, um, so what it is, uh, in teams of four, if you're competitive, you're going to play in that category where a uh, team of four, there has to be one woman on the team. Uh, and over 24 hours, you have to complete as many the laps are, so the, the course is a, an 800-meter uh, course, basically on a track. And um, one teammate at a time go. And let's say the uh, inside of the track, so it's 400 meter, filled up with obstacle. Yeah. And then the outside of the track as well, filled up with obstacle. So you come back. So you cover basically 800 meter. Obstacle can be... Um, uh, they're constantly uh, varied and changing, even they're modulating. So you may face sometimes 40 obstacles, where other times, uh, well, obstacle will open and close. And sometimes less obstacle, maybe a little bit of more running. And all the obstacles are designed so that it's actually doable over 24 hours. So just to make sure everybody knows, like, oh, my God. Uh, yes, of course, you know, the elites will compete hard but the obstacles are not like the hardest ever <laughs> because we know grips uh get uh, get fatigued pretty fast so you'll have you know over under uh monkey bars yes cargo net um agility ladder uh some carries some throwing stations uh, lifting things uh walls but um very doable and um again it's constantly varied so you don't get bored to do like the same lap over and over uh there's no mud <laughs> that'll and make so, some people happy <laughs> and so as a team it's not necessarily that people have to be all like the badass ever outside though there will be some uh, i know ryan atkins is already uh uh, his team uh, already has his team, so that's going to be pretty cool to watch. Yeah, I saw that. You don't know who all is on his team, do you? No, I haven't checked that out yet. But mm. yeah, Ryan is going to be there. His wife, uh, Lindsay Webster, Karina Coffin, those are big names. Uh, Javi wow. Cushman from uh, the Indian Mud Run will be there. Right. Uh, these are Brian Kellogg, Phil Priantes. I have a couple of names uh, coming up. Um, and so while the team is going on, there's also the solo uh, option. So basically you face the course, you face the 24 hours solo. Um, and so if I come back to the team, so the cool thing is all about coming up with the best strategy as a team. So it's not about being all like badass in the grip strength, but, yes. you know, uh, let's say some of the obstacles that are open is more grip oriented. So yeah, maybe, okay, send your best, your best guy that has a good grip or sometimes through the night, they may close almost all the obstacles. So mm. you may have to, oh, I actually have to run, run and run a couple of laps. So maybe send your runner out there. Um, so it's constantly changing. That's, that's the well, fun part, challenging part. And no one knows, so it's not... So uh, it's, uh, it's unknown before each lap, you know, what obstacles you may be facing. Exactly. Okay. Uh, the only thing that people know about the, the obstacle modulating and changing or opening or closing is if it happens, it's going to be on the, the 10, uh, let's say 11 and 10 or 5 and 20. So every 10 minutes, you could see a change uh on the obstacle on the course well, that's, that's the only thing people know <laughs> so and the cool thing is that all the teams are inside the course inside the track so you can see everything right while one of your teammates is on the the course the rest of the team and even your crew can go around encourage support oh, okay. help and also, oh, you know, they just, you know, you can do some recon and, oh, they just opened this one or they just closed this one. Go, 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 you know, <laughs> quick before, uh, I don't know, they open it or something like that. So um, you can constantly have your eyes on the course, also on the other teams. And, you know, everybody there 
who's where. Um, so it's uh, it's a really fun ambiance as well, right? It's more that people, of course, the elites are competing. Well, it's a competition, but it's very friendly. It's really fun to uh, share that that whole event together. Okay, so I, I saw that there was actually they were showing four options where they had like a four hour and a twelve hour, and they had the twenty four hour team, and then the twenty four hour individual. And I was just wondering, is there like a cap on how many teams there can be to where, you know, I was just wondering, like, what's yeah. the, how are they going to deal with the congestion that's going to be like on the obstacles in the course? Uh, of course, it's all uh, planned, uh, depending on the venue. So the venue will be somewhere around New York City. We're just uh, deciding right now which one is the best because we have a few options yeah. uh, for the, the logistic of uh, the race. And depending on that, uh, of course, we're capping the uh, registration for the team uh, and solo. And so the team is the main event, right. the 24-hour team championship. Right. The solo of course, happen, occurs at the same time. The 12-hour start at the same time. So then when it's done, let's say we start at 10 or 11 a.m. Um, so by night, they are done. The 12-hour are done. And the 4-hour, it's on the next day. Okay. <clears throat> so y'all are unaware of how many, y'all haven't figured out how many teams are going to have total or anything like that yet? No, I don't know yet. Again, it depends on the the So that's why uh, we're uh, deciding which one is the best for the uh, for the logistic setup. Right. You cut out just a second there. Can you tell me that one more time? Yes. Um, <laughs> the whole thing that I just said. Uh, just when I, after I asked you about the the. The, the cap on the teams or how many people can register right so there will definitely there will be a cap uh on the number of teams who can register uh it depends on uh which venue we will choose right now we are deciding which one's the best it's, it's going to be around new york city uh and so depending on the venue uh, for the logistic of the race uh there will be a cap number of, uh, of team that can register right so that it it works <laughs> okay so um i'm curious so like on these on these obstacles if you fail an obstacle is it mandatory obstacle completion or how do they do that uh-huh. good question so yes yes the obstacles are mandatory now as i mentioned earlier uh, the level of difficulty is not going to be crazy. It's going to be accessible, doable, so people can do it you know, over a period of 24 hours. So as much as people, especially in the U.S., they are used to, uh, now they're, you know, uh, Platinum Rig has made his, uh, his uh, mark by the rigs, you know, that sometimes are challenging in the races. So you won't see super difficult rigs on the course. It's going to be like uh, dimmed down. <laughs> right. So again, it's doable. If for any reason you cannot, you, you can't make it because you're tired or it's something, it's not your strength, you have other options to keep going. So you might have like a, a side option, like an option B. Though, so it's going to be doable. Right. But it might it might take you longer. Well, let's say there's like um, uh, the mini rig. So it's a rig that it's slow. You can't touch the ground. Right. And you're someone maybe super tall and like, damn, I you always end up. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your core is tired and so you always end up on the ground. So um, you can have some something on the side that let's say it's a, you know, a frame ladder. So it's doable, but plus a carry. So it's going to be take you longer to do it. Okay. Yet you still be able to pursue. There's so, also another option. If for any reason nothing can work, you can't move forward, you can always run back on the course, 
to the relay section, tag one of your teammates, oh. and your teammates got to go do again the obstacle to get back to where you were. So they'll pass, so they'll bypass option. the completed obstacles that that person did on that lap and go right to the obstacle they were having problems with? Uh, if I'm correct, they will have to just, uh, so hopefully you're not too far into the course because that teammate will have to go back do all the obstacle oh. until it gets to the one you were stuck. Oh, so they'll have to pretty much just start over from a brand new yes. lap. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so that you definitely don't want that to happen. <laughs> Correct. So, so, I mean, is there like, like let's say you got a rig that's pretty difficult and, you know, a lot of people think are getting really close to do it. Is there going to be like a retry lane so the people that aren't having problems can, you know, go straight to it and they won't have to wait and say like a line? For sure, you won't see line. Um, they're pretty good at, you know, uh, let's say um, from from the start to dilute the crowd, right? So they're supposed to do that. Uh, so last time in Canada, all the teammates, you know, teammate number one, let's say they were on the start. All right, you guys are ready. And let's say 15 seconds before it starts. They say, okay, go on the other side of that wall, pick up a bag. And there, there was like sandbag. bag. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, we're going in three, two, one, go. All the obstacles are closed. You just have to do that run carry over 800 meter. Wow. So, <laughs> so just that just diluted the, you know, the, the field. So that was kind of cool. And then, um, after that, um, Again, constantly, what did you know? The the start again. Not everything's gonna be open on the course, right? And they're gonna be more uh, for sure easier to do for sure. Again, just to really, really uh, spread out uh, the field. And um, so they're always have their eyes on the course so that there's no line. Mm-hmm. We we don't want to have that period right. anyway. So. Uh, you know, there's like a, someone at each obstacle all the time, always monitor, m- monitoring, sorry, right? <laughs> uh, how it goes. And so, yeah, you don't expect mud, don't expect line. There won't be. <laughs> so is there going to be like, you said there's going to be somebody at every obstacle. Is there going to, is that going to be like an official volunteer or judge yes. to make sure nobody's cheating and doing the obstacle yep. the way they're supposed to? Yep, exactly. Is there, um, I was looking at the website and I, I didn't see, uh, is there like an instruction manual that says the way every obstacle is supposed to be performed? Is that going to be something that's released later? Oh, that's an excellent question. Uh, I don't recall. Uh, for sure, before the race, everyone, we do like a, a big visit, a like big a tour meeting? of all the obstacles. Okay. So all the course. So yes, in that sense, uh, on uh, at the event there will be. So that's why you know team has to show up early. They can set up a tent and everything with their crew, uh, and then at you know at least an hour or two, I I think before the start. Okay, now everybody's gonna go and see the course, see all the obstacle, answer all the questions. Um, so that everybody knows how to uh, do the obstacles. Right. So is it going to be like a rolling start where like, you know, a couple of teams, a few teams will go out and then they wait like five minutes and then another few teams go out? Nope. Is everybody uh, at once? So yeah, the start, you know, the clock start, everybody at the same time. Uh, now, again, they have ideas to make sure there's no congestion right. <laughs> on the start. So again... Like I said last year, they throw a uh, carry, a just a sandbag carry, so that just spread out the the field right away. I don't know what they're gonna do for the next one. Okay, right. But on. uh, yeah, the clock starts sharp for everyone. So is, no is is everything just run by a clock, or is it like chip timed, or? So then it's all about laps. So right. there's the transition area or the relay area. Mm-hmm. where when you complete a lap, you have a huge board 
and uh, you mark your uh, your time in if I'm correct your name or your number uh, under your team and under the lap you just completed okay. so you can constantly see who's where and either that again then you tag your teammate or you go back for another lap so everybody's got to do that it takes like two seconds um, and it's fun to watch <laughs> that board just filling up filling up last uh, last year in Canada the the winning team managed to complete about 164 laps oh wow and um, it, every lap took an average was an average of eight to 12 minutes per lap depending on what's open what's closed how much they you know at first of course everybody has energy so they go faster towards the end they go a little bit slower <laughs> but that's a, a good idea to uh, see what you what people can expect it sounds like really fast and exciting and you know all the changeover i'm sure it keeps everybody on their toes oh yeah um, oh but, yeah definitely that's the cool thing again so you don't get bored or okay you know 12 hours in and <laughs> same lap you know exactly what's coming up and how long does it take to do that now it's constantly changing like oh they just opened that one i'm super good at that one or i love that one hmm. and then okay let's go <laughs> So can you do it like, do you have to go in picking order from the team or is it one of those things like say I run four laps and then you run four laps or does it have to change over every lap? So that's the fun part I like to watch is it's all about making a strategy oh. and, and the, the strategies are infinite. So like you mentioned in second, you can do whatever you want. That's, that's <laughs> you awesome. You can send someone for four, I am going to go for a nap or something, or just one by one, keeping the same order, whatever you feel like it. Uh, your crew can help you. Also, you know, monitoring to monitor the laps. One, one important thing, too, is that, so if you're in the competitive class, so each member must run a minimum of 20% of the laps. Okay. So this is something to keep uh, track of it. Well, that makes it fair. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. mean, that just makes sense, you know, because otherwise, you have a team of four. You could have two of the fast people just go out there and run the whole time. You know, you got to make it. Right. You got to make it fair. Otherwise, right. Ryan Atkins might go out there and just run the whole thing and wipe everybody <laughs> exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Oh well. Uh, well, too, if you're uh, if you're. Um, Going in the competitive class where there's a lot of prizes and <laughs> prize, so there's like ten thousand dollar in cash and prizes, right? Um, and it's a progressive purse, so we started. We're starting with that. So the more there's registration, the prizes the and the the purse go up, goes up. Oh wow, that's so, cool too. So let's keep that in mind. People register and share, share, share. So we're going to have a, you know, a big, big ass uh, cash and prizes purse. So how deep does the prizes go? Is it one through five? Uh, uh, I don't know. Not sure? I, for sure, five. Um, but I don't know uh, uh, how, how much. And so, and and you also have uh, open classes too. So I guess they're just out yes. there, just running for fun. Exactly. There will be also uh, a podium for them. Right. But um, no, no, uh, no, no uh, cash and prizes. Right. Uh, but so, and this still uh, in teams of four. But doesn't matter. Uh, you don't have to have one female on. You can be four guys. You can be four women. Uh, so go there to have fun, challenge yourself, experience that, um, again, with the, the others on the course. It's really cool to, you're constantly really close to other runners, not that are in your way, but the opposite way, like, wow, I get, you know, I get to, I get to run beside Ryan Atkins. When does that happen? Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, mm. yep. So in all the, in all the, the, the options, sorry. So the 24-hour, the solo as well, the 12 hours and the 4-hour, uh, they're all, they all have a competitive class with prize and cash, and they all have an open class. Cool. 
So, and let's talk about the, uh, Sorry. Yep. um, the, like your, your pit area. And you said like on the inside of the track, that's where, you know, the rest of your teammates are at and your competitors are all hanging out. So when the event starts, do they have to stay in that area the whole time or can they actually leave outside of the race area? Uh, yes, they can leave. I mean, don't go uh, elsewhere, but, you know, you have your car parked somewhere or for any reason you need to go run an errand. Yeah, go to McDonald's uh, you or can, something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but that just send your crew. But uh, yeah, you're not like stuck where ooh, <laughs> you're not a prisoner of okay. the track, if I may say. Okay, but, I just know, uh, you know, like you know, pit still, rules and would, if it's kind of like tough muttery is, you know, where they're monitoring the pit areas and stuff like that. Right, right. So, Unless, uh, I mean, I guess so. I'm, I'm saying this, I don't think you have to stay inside. Okay, so you need to go get something in your car. But you kind of want to stay close because, you know, compared to yeah. where stuff is smothered, it's not like a lap takes. It's like an hour an lap, hour Marie, for, you know, a 10-minute lap. It's like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, okay, my, your turn may come quickly. And uh, all the, the feedback I got from the first, uh, the first one in Canada, people didn't want to. They thought, oh, yeah, I might go for a nap or something. Like, now people are just watching and staying on their toes, uh, supporting their teammate on the course or, uh, you know, looking at the board. Or <laughs> Like, it goes, yeah, it's very dynamic. Huh. So I saw that, like, they had... Um on one of the past events, I was looking at like a map or something, but it showed like inside the track area. I can't hear you right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me now? Hello? Yeah, you're back. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me? Sorry okay. about that. Yes, Go I can hear again. you. So I saw that like in the track area on the inside, it was showing like places to set up tents. And I think they were even talking about maybe RVs and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, same, you can make your experience uh, uh, to a different level. So you can have like, uh, what's the big, you can have like 10 by 10. Right. Uh, tent zone. You can have the VIP uh, tent zone. You can uh, park an RV. So all different uh, costs, but you can rent a lot of things. Yeah. And if you really want to make it like, <laughs> super comfy yeah get your rv in there <laughs> and everything that's possible <laughs> yeah i saw on the website there was a bunch of different ways you could sign up and there was a bunch of different ways you could like make add-ons and like upgrade for different swag and stuff like that yep mainly that's that so you register so right now the prices are uh per teammates it's a 189 dollar uh if you're a solo it's 379 right then okay you want to add uh, you have a, you want a pit crew member uh so you kind of need to register them uh then okay your tent zone it's an add-on you can have but there's so many swag yeah you know the we have dry robes uh the hoodies the jersey uh they're all custom for your team uh the beanie get many things <laughs> going on so if you want to go all out Watch out. So, we get big medals as well. <laughs> They're huge. So <laughs> They're what, cool. what does that price include? Do you get like like a shirt, your entry, you know, your time and chip? What else? Uh, jerseys are included. Uh, the medal, for sure. Finish your medal. Uh, uh, a buff is included. Um, uh, also, like, we need it, there's insurance fee. Everybody needs to have an insurance, so it's included right. in there. Uh, sometimes it's not, so... Uh, just so you know, it's included in that price, so that's cool. You don't have a surprise at the end of the <laughs> when you sign up. Right. Uh, then, yeah, add on. There's a hoodie, dry robe, beanie, uh, and then all the the crew area, the tent zone area, depending what you want a two star or five star uh, experience. It's up to you. So, what I mean, when you got a team of four, uh, what what is say like your pit crew? What is going to be? You know, what are they going to be doing? I mean, because I, mean, I would think if you had four people there, you, you one of them could, like, help be a pit crew. I mean, but it does move pretty fast, so I guess I could see where somebody was, you know, could be running back to the tent to get stuff for the team. 
Yeah, if if uh, you know it's a new experience uh, for uh, some some people out there to do a twenty four hour. Ideally, you know, as as the athlete, as the runner, you want to focus on your job to do that. Right. Or that, or that uh, might think, be just one of those things for the solo runner. I'm sure, probably more. As uh, well. too, but it's fun. I mean, uh, I like I like crew. Um, every time I had a crew, like. As you get tired, like, ooh, there's some hot soup ready. Great, thank yeah. you, right? You don't feel like, ah, oh, I got to heat up something. I'm tired. Right. <laughs> and so you can just sip and enjoy thing, And it makes some, uh, some uh, I don't know, you know, they cheer you up. They can, again, help you with the strategy, keep their eyes on the course. Okay, they're about to open this one. Uh, maybe we can send this one. Who's tired? Who's more, you know, who needs something? Uh, any, I don't know foot care hand care right uh oh no pretty fast uh, i would recommend anyone to have a, a crew doesn't the person doesn't have to show up from the get-go also you know because the first six hours you're kind of energetic and everything but at some point that's kind of nice to have someone hey that again food is ready <laughs> you can just grab and go that that's really nice to have someone okay so for the 24-hour event, if it's a team, does one person on the team have to be on the course at all times? Or could it be one of those things where those four people all decide, hey, we're going to take a break, and it just comes down to laps counted at the end? Correct. Okay. At the end, if for any reason the whole team wants to have a break, it's their choice. It's right. all about the, uh, the amount of lap the you can produce lap. in 24 hours. That makes easy. That's easy sense. That makes everything easy. So, is there like a breaking point at? So you got twenty four hours. Let's say it's really close to a tie. What okay. defines the last lap counting with the time? Uh, let me let me remind that. How did that happen last year? I don't know. I, w- I was just curious if, like, if, yeah, you, yeah, if yeah. somebody's out on the course before the clock ends, does that last lap count, or does it, is it no? But yeah, you have to complete the lap before the so, time ends. Let's say you know twenty minutes left. Right. So it's like written everywhere. It's yelled everywhere. Okay, twenty minutes left, and then you kind of see and hear the countdown, mm-hmm. and whatever you can do, you got to finish uh, the last lap. Okay. So. If let's say you have, yeah, either you push hard <laughs> to, to <laughs> yeah. win. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes good sense. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I, w- I read through some of the obstacles that was on the list for the website, and most of them were pretty self-explanatory. I mean, there was like a pegboard wall and stuff like that, but there was some of them that I didn't recognize, and it might have been some of the stuff that was, you know, Obstacle Racing World Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one called the Triangle. Can you tell us what that's about? You're asking me a good question. The triangle. Yeah. I don't even. I'm not even sure. Which one is that? I don't. Because they they said it showed obstacle pictures, but they did, they didn't have any names by them, and I just saw these kind of stood stood out to me, and I was just curious what the obstacle right. might be. Right. Was it on? Because um, uh, I know on Facebook they posted a lot of. I think it was on the uh, website, but it was for one of the. I think it was for one of the Can- Canada races that had already took place. Right. And then there I wouldn't was, be able to, <laughs> to tell you right now what triangle is. Maybe if I would see it, oh, yeah, that's that one. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it may be talking kind of like an A-frame wall or something shaped like a triangle is what I'm kind of picturing in my head, maybe. <laughs> I would have to get back to you on that one. Okay, and uh, I saw one called the Agility Zone. Mm-hmm. That ring any bells? Probably. So agility, that could be uh, like balance beam, but a combination ah. of things. So maybe a balance beam, then uh, just uh, just something you have to hold on and make your way. Okay. Uh, also, uh, there are so many. That's the thing. And yeah, there so was a not only there's <laughs> But in them, some are modulating. So let's... Right. Six-foot wall. Well, and another now, this wall will be an inverted wall. Right. It's the same, they just uh, mod- mod- modulated it. And then at some point, there might be a, like a flat table <laughs> out of this wall. Right. Um, 
kind of same with the cargo nets. It can be an A-frame, and then suddenly they made it, them flat, and you got to go through uh, or over or under. Uh, so it constantly changes. We had a labyrinth too. That was that was a cool one. So oh, it sounds simple, right? Uh, right. Just a labyrinth. But again, every time they would change it. it would. <laughs> so, oh, okay, they opened the labyrinth. Oh, damn, it's not the same as earlier. So maybe. It's not as so easy as it was last hang, time. Yeah. <laughs> when you get the hang of it after three laps, I think I figured that, you know, okay, guys, I got it. It's like left, left, right, left, left. But then, okay, they close it and then they open it an hour later and then, ah, they change it. <laughs> so. So I saw I saw another one called Infinity Bars. Do you remember that one? Yes. Yep. So picture uh, it's like a wheel of four monkey bars. Gotcha. And so it's more like stationary. So you're you're doing monkey bars. You go reach. It's rolling. Ah, so it's, so it's kind of like Spartan beat obstacles. Right. It was out there. Yes. It was yeah. out there, so it has to be like a count. Let's say ten forward or ten backward. Who knows? Again, it may change right. from one time to another. Mm. Uh, and there's going to be a, a volunteer uh, over there for sure to check that you're doing the right direction, the right amount. <laughs> right. I saw another one called Samurai. Yes, Samurai is like uh, some vertical beams. Some in metal, so small. Some it's like a a wood, a wood, a wooden beam, so bigger. Right. And you get you have to travel through that without touching the ground. So mainly hugging and holding yourself on these beam of different sizes, different right. material. Uh, sometimes you have like tiny chips in there to hang on. Uh, on top with your uh, hands, sometimes at the bottom to squeeze your feet really tight in there. Uh, so that's the samurai. Okay. And I saw another one called Sky Tunnels. That one sounds fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, if I'm correct, so, you know, you know, regular plastic, black plastic tunnel you can see yes. uh, in races? Yeah, like Savage usually. Yeah, so you just crawl on the ground. Sometimes there's water or mud in there. Right. So we have some, but suspended. Okay, that sounds So fun. more like uh, hip level. Right. And uh, so you have to crawl in there. Sounds simple. Uh, but when you do it over and over and over, <laughs> for oh. tall guys, <laughs> they get stuck, you know, with elbows and uh, knees in there. Now, what the coolest thing I've seen is when people uh, are mastering that obstacle, you know, lap after lap after lap, uh, so the, the elite are just super agile and, and they just run towards it and then they dive in there. Oh, wow. And then just enough to slide and make their way out. So they, it takes like two seconds for them, which is pretty cool to watch. I bet that is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you just have to be very precise, or else you just hit your shin on that. Uh, that would be side. me. I would be the one hitting my shin, or or my my <laughs> shirt would like fly up, and then my skin would just stick to the pipe, slide all the way down it. Right. I can see that happening. So yeah. I, I saw another obstacle called parallel bars. Is that kind of like a gymnastic parallel bars? Yep. And sometimes you have to go, uh, you know, forward, so each hand on each side, just right. move across. Sometimes they may ask you to go hands on one, feet on the other. Oh, so wow. You're doing like a pike. So that'll be right. like part of the modulating obstacle things where the rule, the, it might be the same obstacle, but the rules may change. Correct, yeah. Okay. Okay, so the last obstacle I saw I didn't know, it was one called Spinners. Spinners, which one is that? No, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing kind of like, a, kind of maybe something like Wheel World at Savage or something, you know? Yeah. Is it something kind of like that, if you remember? That could be. Again, I gotta, I gotta check all these names. Yeah. Uh, that could be something like that. Yeah, I don't know where I saw. I saw a list of obstacles. There was a bunch of information right. on the Facebook page, and then there was some on the website as well. So there was a lot of pictures, but I don't think there was pictures of all these obstacles. But 
And then yeah, the, e- even at the end of this list, it said, and much more. So apparently there's a bunch <laughs> of obstacles going to be at this race. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. And, you know, and I know the first time I heard of this race, I, I heard, you know, it's platinum rig obstacle race. So to everybody out there, it's not just a race that's nothing but rigs and you're going to tear your hands wide open. It, it's, it's an obstacle course race. It's just put on by platinum rig. Yes, so. no, exactly. Platinum rig has been, they, uh, it's a company based in Canada, but they're known worldwide now. They right. are building rigs. And you can actually purchase from them too, right? Yeah, they're custom made. The silver are the toughest. Uh, uh, what is it? Lead. Uh, toughest metal they're using, and also the structure. You know, the design of the structure. It's one of the toughest out there. They got to probably test. titanium. I would imagine. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, that would be too expensive. I, I think. Guess. I think. I think. <laughs> I think lead would cause cancer. I don't think it would be lead. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's little little bit, Maybe it's aluminum. My, maybe it's my, aluminum would probably be. Uh, uh, my no, stronger than aluminum. My my French brain is uh, looking for the name of it. These are steel. Um, but uh, steel would be the only but, thing that's cheap and strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to be strong. Yeah. And so you, they got to test these structures. Uh, from the start in obstacle uh, course races. Right. So imagine over a weekend, I remember in Canada back in the days, you would have, I don't know, 15,000 people going through that structure over a weekend. Yeah. So what better test you can have to, yep, that, that works. <laughs> That's really strong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they built four races. Uh, they built for gym. Uh, they built for um, just you and I, like, yeah, I want yeah, my own for the backyard. rig in my backyard. And, of course, yeah, they, they made their reputation in the in the races here and there with their their rig mainly, but they do other things than just rig. So different kind of obstacle, you know, the samurai, that's one of them, uh, their creation. Right. They, keep, they keep inventing uh, stuff uh, all the time. The, uh, the owner, Dominic, he's just a passionate guy. He just loves, <laughs> I don't know, building things, inventing things. He's like a, a monkey, uh, <laughs> a monkey at heart. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't they actually have just like handholds too that you can actually buy and add to a rig, say you already have as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like there's an infinite uh, range of, uh, of uh, grips. Uh, I myself, you know, wherever I train, I just have a box of those grips and I just bring them to the gym all right? and then I put them here and there just to, to work. So at least it's, uh, I don't have, cause I don't have the room, the place right now at my place to have my own rig, Right. but still I can just have my box of grips, different thing. I can just hook on and off from, uh, the gym rig where I, where I work. Hmm. So that's another option. Well, cool. So at the race, is there going to be like an an area, like I guess you'd say kind of like a festival area for like the people that are spectating, whether it be like on site, like food trucks and music or anything like that? Yes. Yeah. Again, depending on the venue. So right. we're, we're, we're all kind of excited and looking forward to choose the final venue. Uh, but yeah, because it could be under a stadium. I don't, we don't know yet. Is right. it going to be a stadium? Is it going to be a horse track? Is yeah. it going to be like a school track uh, or a football uh, track? We'll see. But uh, definitely there will be uh, room. And usually we, we try to build a big tower uh, for spectators so they can oh, go cool. up and see the whole thing going on from up. Well, and, you know, racer can go up there as well, just check out in between laps. Uh, so, yeah, like... Expect music, uh, pit fire, uh, food truck, the whole the whole shebang. Oh, cool! It's gonna be a big party at the same time. <laughs> so, is the if whatever venue you choose, is it gonna be like an like say like an asphalt eight hundred meter track? Is that usually what they use? Not necessarily. Okay. The last one was a horse. Okay. Uh, cool. So like a pack dirt. Right. Uh, but it could be uh, it could be a stadium. Either or. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I think I saw on the Facebook page that they were going to announce the location yet. They just haven't exactly pinpointed one down. Correct, yeah. It's coming up soon, but it's around New York City, so okay. just plan plan around there. Gotcha. Ellen, I'm about out of all questions. Is there anything else you want to add that I might not have asked? Yeah, just uh, remember that. Uh, so not only you can go and compete and be eligible for the prize and the purse, uh, but also everybody who register, uh, there's actually going to be a big draw of, uh, uh, I think, a $3,000 worth uh, platinum rig oh, wow. itself to win. So whether you, you know, if you, you finish first or last, you're eligible to, to win it. So that's going to be a cool prize as well. Ellen, where can people find out information on this? I think the, I'm pretty, I think the website is Platinum Rig Events USA, I think. Is that right? Well, PlatinumRigEvents.com. Then you can see the, the Canadian, because all the, the Canadian, the, the U.S. World Championship, it's over there. So all the events are there. Make your way there, PlatinumRigEvents.com. As well on the Facebook page, Platinum Rig Events. Uh, those you can see a lot of updates going on again. Those obstacles, what are these names? What do they look like? So uh, you can uh, slowly build, you know, create logistic and uh, make up your team and uh, start to be excited to go there. Now, is there some there's some events happening in Canada before this USA event in August? Correct. Yes, uh, it's going to be in June. Okay, so if somebody that, you know, lived in the Northeastern or lived in Canada wanted to kind of get a feel for this, and even if they yeah. just wanted to go and spectate, they could go and check out the event and find out, kind of do some recon if they were planning to go to the USA event and try to actually win it with their team. Definitely. Uh, so you can either come for the, the uh, well, just spectator or crew if you want. Uh, you can do the four hour or even the 12, but, uh, so some are doing both. <laughs> yeah. Of course, some are doing the Canadian one and now the world championship USA as well. So this one's going to be, uh, June 6th, the Canadian one. You know where the location of that one is? Uh, do, do, do I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm not sure if it's going to be the same place. If so, it's, it's really close by Montreal. Right. So yeah, close to Montreal anyway. All right. Um, well, if there's nothing else you have to add about that, I've got a couple of questions that I usually ask all of my guests, if you're ready for that. I'm ready. Okay. So, Helen, or Ellen, I'm sorry I keep saying H. I see the H, oh, and I know fine. you're supposed to that's say fine. it silent. <laughs> Honestly, when I speak English, I say Helen. <laughs> so, that's fine. So, okay. So, to this date, what has been your most favorite race or endurance event that you've ever completed and why? It's a tough question, but if I have to choose one, I'm going to say the Survival Run Nicaragua, which is a 24-hour race. Uh, we have to go, um, it's on an island with two volcanoes. And the course is a 50-mile-long course. And all through that, you have many challenges and obstacles that you don't know what it is and are super difficult. Wow. You may have to swim to an island and bring back a rock, uh, climb trees, uh, name it. And you don't know where you're at. You don't know how much left you have to do. Oh, wow. And it's designed to be almost impossible to finish. Now, I did completed it in 2016, uh, and I became the first and only woman at that time to do that, to complete that event after four years of uh, running. And that wow. was so challenging, but so, like, amazing. Being over two volcanoes is, like, crazy insane. Still, so, the survival run. So was, is that one of those events where you had to use like a compass to find your way around or was it mapped out for you? It's not really mapped, but you don't need a compass neither. Uh, it was more, you get somewhere and then people will tell you, okay, now just follow the shore <laughs> and then you'll see, you know, after like those big boulders, you'll have something else. All right. And then you get there. Okay. What's next to do? Okay. I got to build a raft. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta cut these bamboo. I gotta drag this. I gotta carry heavy stuff for 
hours over volcanoes. It's crazy. Well, that sounds like a crazy event. Did you ever get lost during that race? Uh, a tiny bit, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on one of the volcano, uh, it's super muddy and it's in the night, and it's still like uh, deep, gnarly roots and uh, jungle. It's, and we call the, these uh, that these section like the jungle gym. Right. You get so like stuck and you lose orientation and. You're thinking, is it that hole? I gotta go at this one. <laughs> so through the night, sometimes they would put just uh, you know um, uh, reflect reflecting uh, dots where to to go, but pff, you get lost <laughs> so easily. And all the spiders are glowing, so there's like little glow everywhere. <laughs> so which one is yours? <laughs> so yeah, I got lost a tiny bit, but I didn't lose um, not enough to uh, lose my eye, my my spot. Well, that's. That's good. So, I mean, what 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 just kept you in the right frame of mind to just keep going and not just tap out? You know, I mean, that just seems like such an extreme event. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's experience. It's an attitude. You have to build it as much as you have to train physically. You have to train mentally to do something like that. Right. Uh, I'm one of my. Um, my best uh, weapon is I'm positive. Right. <laughs> so you have to focus on what's working, what's good, and smile, even though, like, sometimes I might be tired, scared as hell because I have to climb a tree <laughs> and I'm afraid of heights. <laughs> Super stressed because the, the cut of time is right behind me, but I'm the last one. I'm the last female on the course. I got to keep going. And <gasps> All right, just smile. You're there by choice and positive i can make it i can make it i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make it so and you talk about training what is a training week for somebody who goes and runs 200 mile events like what does a training week look like for you so of course i got my body used to that amount of stress the mechanical stress of running the physiological stress of like just pumping blood and everything for 24 hours and on. Right. So now I don't have to, I mean, what it looks like, let's say, honestly, between, depending where am I in my cycles uh, of training and when the event is, but it could look between 6 to 15 hours of running in right. a week and let's say 3 to 4 or 5 sessions of uh, strength training. Uh, in the gym right something like that nutrition is a big part sleep is a big part <laughs> all right so my next question is is what was the race or event that you disliked the most or was the hardest or the worst and why hmm Dislike hardest or worse. Yeah. I would have to read the answer. <laughs> the one you hated the most, for better words. When I hated, oh my god, <laughs> I didn't hate anyone, any of them. I didn't hate any of them, but maybe one of the one of the toughest uh, was the uh, the spine race in England. Right. Uh, so it's in winter. Picture that. You know, that's New that England. one that's like really cold, and they send you through ice water, right? It's cold, it's dark, it's wet, it's just six, uh, 200, hold on, 261 miles. Oh, wow. And 17 hours of darkness per day. And it's foggy, it's wet, it's in the bogs. It's just cold and miserable, cold <laughs> and miserable. Your feet are wet and disgusting for six and a half days. It's a self-supported event, yeah. so you just move forward. So that was hard really hard you got you, you get traumatized in the end <laughs> and so you finish you finish that race too yeah finished second wow yeah first north american to uh to do it to to finish it or uh, ever at that time people were like uh amazed because you know i'm, I'm kind of I'm five feet two I'm, i look like nothing <laughs> that's sure and there's these big guys big english guy who keep going back you know year after year i can't make it right and then i just show up i've never been to england in my life before oh wow and then i do it right 
They're like, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, I just put the, the pieces of the puzzle together. I ran, you know, days after days, let's say I crossed Florida. So that was four days. So I know I can go sleep in sleep deprivation. Right. I know I've been in the mud. I've been in self-supported. Um, I've been in nasty places. You know, I'm Canadian. There, there's cold in winter here, too. Like, it's worse. So you're insinuating so, that Canada's a nasty place? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't like cold. <laughs> oh, man. I don't like the cold either. It, it doesn't get half as cold down here as I'm sure it gets up there, but I don't like the cold <laughs> right. either. Oh, yeah. I would go down your way uh, anytime. <laughs> oh, yeah. So when you come down here to Florida to do that race, was it a different run for you because it was so hot and humid? Or was it at a colder part of the year when you ran that? It, it was in December, so it was not, it was not, oh. that, it was not that crazy. And also, I'm uh, I'm good at uh, adapting uh, acclimate cold and hot. Doesn't mean I like it, but uh, I can I can I can handle it. And you said now you... Florida was a challenge just because it was flat, flat mainly, yeah. and I'm not used to that much flat. Yeah, no hills <laughs> to rest on yeah. on the downhill. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you said you stayed awake the whole time for four days. Uh, no, I. I I uh, had some naps here and there, like an hour here, an hour there. Right. I, I, I lose track at some point, but uh, <laughs> maybe, I think, I don't recall why I have 11 in my head, but maybe overall, I, that doesn't make sense. I don't think I'd have been running oh, in a straight no, line after that long without sleep. Yeah, I think I slept probably eight or nine hours over four and a half days. Oh, wow. So did you have like, kind of like, okay, I'm going to run this many hours and then I'm going to take a break for this hour. Did you have like a process or did you just do it by feel? Well, when it's self-supported, uh, it adds a dimension that sometimes you may, it's going to take you longer. So you don't know, right? Right. Uh, let's say, Ooh, I'll have to make that detour to get some food or, um, depends on the terrain as well. So Florida was pretty flat, so uh, easier to uh, to control. But yet, this one I didn't have like a precise plan. Whereas, let's say the uh, the five hundred fifty mile race in Vermont, yeah, I was able to plan logistic because it was a, a loop, right? So I knew how long it would take me to do that loop, and then where and when how long i would rest so that was much more like a mathematical strategy <laughs> that right. one compared to the self-supported event where it's just one way and you don't know oh in the end there's like snow or there's a bug you go way slower than you thought because <clears throat> you know everybody's getting into the uh the spartan the ultra distance you know and there's more ultras this year than there ever has been and there's talk of going to be an ultra series and a, a you know a ultra world championships that's going to be in the u.s this year but they haven't announced where it's going to be and i know yeah. some of the people that are running the the spartan ultras that they're actually you know transitioning into ultra running as you did yourself and so like what advice would you give to somebody who says is fixing to go and start you know trying to pursue going more into ultra running and doing lo longer races and longer miles, you know, maybe somebody that's transitioning from a 50 K to a 50 mile or like, what advice would you give to these, uh, mm -hmm. newbies? So, um, well, yeah, three things me. So the phys physical aspect, you have to train yourself to that new volume. Now it's not about just, running that much more right um but be consistently as much as you can on your feet right let's say like i'm a coach i'm always on my feet coaching and moving <laughs> and i commute by walking or running so i'm adding that time on my feet right. everywhere in my day and then yes you're going to do your specific runs where you do want to work still your speed it's not because you know you're going to go for the long Right. long endurance uh, race that you don't need speed. You do need to work your speed. Uh, you do need do some strength training. At least twice a week, lift heavy. Right. Back squat, deadlift. Uh, it's good for your joints. 
Um, so training wise, uh, be on your feet, lift heavy twice a week, progress towards that new distance. Don't go crazy <laughs> the right. next week, right? Now, um, the, the longer uh, your event is, the more important your nutrition has to be. Right. You know, you can make your way out of a marathon or a four hour or a beast without having that much of a plan nutrition wise. But then when you go 12 hours, 24 hours, you can't mess up with that. No. So you need enough calorie. That's one thing, but you need the proper nutrient. You need enough protein. You need enough carbs. Uh, so that's, kind of another conversation but yeah uh, start to look at that you know not just what you're doing in the race but in it's practice. what you do every day yeah and practice what nutrition works well with you because everybody's gut's yes. different yep yeah there's so many you're gonna hear i don't know 75 percent of people have gut problems well there's a reason so address them know know what you need have a healthy gut flora <laughs> yeah. eat a variety of uh, uh, fruits, veggies, nuts, and seed. That's good for to have a very healthy and rich gut flora. Sounds silly or simple, but it's actually very important. Uh, and then don't overeat sugar, sweets. Um, this can simply just ferment in you, and this is what's happened happen in the race. So you want um, uh, good carbs, not just like sugar. Yes, you do need a little bit of just sugar, you know, easy that goes right into your blood uh, system right away. Like cake but and you, donuts, right? <laughs> but go for like bread, pasta, um, uh, potatoes. You want those kind of carb. Right. A lot. And protein, for sure. What's your cheat meal? Cheat meal? Like what's, if you're going to eat some really bad dessert, what, what is it? What is it? <laughs> um, hmm. Salty, I'm going to go for a whole bag of chips. I hear you. And sweet, I'm gonna go for a whole bucket of um, of uh, Hagen Dazs. Ah, uh, well, I hear you. That's what's good. I can do I both <laughs> together. I can do that. <laughs> That's cool. Ellen, tell tell people where they can actually find you because, like you said, you're a coach. If anybody wants any coaching services, I don't know if you're taking any new clients yeah. or not. But you've got an awesome website that's got all of the different, you know, races and stuff that you've done. And it was it was an awesome read just for me. Um, to, oh. I forget. I'm the it's your what is your name? But uh, wait, yeah, is it dot right? com. <laughs> so yeah, it's my name dot com. Helen Zumet dot com. H e l e n e. That's the French version of Helen Zumet completely French Canadian so D-U-M-A-I-S dot com in there so yeah I'm an athlete that's kind of my main hat <laughs> and right. then I'm a, I'm a coach for the past 10 years I coach running trail running obstacle course racing CrossFit uh, I do a lot of online uh, coaching so um, I have people you know yes in Canada but also in the US and uh, I do I have many projects I'm gonna I'm producing a documentary film on that uh, eight, uh, 550 mile race. So it's about to go out. We're just uh, we're sending it right now to the film festival. So it cannot be released to the general public yet. Oh, cool. But uh, Facing Infinitus is one of many projects that I'm working on. But uh, yeah, you can find all of that in my website. Also on Facebook, Helen Zume Adventurer. Um, that's my uh, Facebook page. Uh, my coaching service on on Facebook it's called the Weedy Mile. But just go on my website and you may just find everything you need uh, through there. Well, cool, Ellen. Is there anything else you want to add? No. Well, I'm looking forward for the the, the World Championship USA, twenty uh, four hour platinum rig. Uh, it's going to be a blast. I'm I'm super excited to keep seeing uh, people registering. So who are going to be the teams? Right. So it looks like a fun, fun time and a cool event. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's challenging but fun, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, thank you, Ellen, for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you later. All right, we'll do. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Ellen again for taking time to talk to us. Go and check out her website and see all the cool events that she's partaking in. Also, ask you to check out the Platinum Rig Events website. This event sounds pretty cool 
It's going to be in the New York area for everybody to get to. And it sounds like a cross between a short course obstacle race, Ragnar, with a Tough mutter pit area. I mean, how can it go wrong? That just sounds like a party, right? Is everybody excited for the first Spartan National Series race this weekend in Jacksonville? I know I am. I'll be down there. Me, Michael, and Leanne come up to us and say what's up. I'm probably going to run both days. And I may run an extra lap on Saturday. So if anybody wants to come and hang out with us and take a funzy lap, come on. I mean, it's just a 10K. That's less than a beast distance, right? Take advantage of the pass, right? Right. Running's been going pretty decent. Diet? Nah. Okay. So I ate some ice cream and birthday cake this past weekend. A lot of it. It doesn't matter. My running program has been going great. And if you need a great running program, talk to my buddy Bruce Jackson. I've really been enjoying the program that he's prescribed to me personally. It's, it's pushed me to running harder, which I know I wouldn't have done on my own. And Bruce is super hands-on. Like, I talk to this fool for like two hours a day, every day, because it's hard to get stuff into my head. And that's the kind of service he provides. Two hours on the phone every day. Well, not really. But anyway. Anyway, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Leave a review. I'll read it. And come up to me and say what's up this weekend. I love hearing from everybody. And thank you for the support. I'll have some stickers on me. If you want a sticker, let me know. We'll see you this weekend. Later.